Good morning, everyone. Sorry that we have to adjust the furniture every time I come. <laughs> it's all good. Right. This is the title, Sinner and Saved. And as Ephesians 2.8 says to us, Sinner by birth, saved by the grace of God. Not the, you know, Adam hands out titles and you go, really? <laughs> this is a nice one. Got to tell everybody that they're sinful this morning. Lovely. But um, we're going to see where this goes. So we're going to start with some words of Jesus. Some very um, well-known, very well-understood. I'm imagining even the least churched of you in this place will know the words in the main of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who is in heaven. Holy is your name. Your kingdom come, you might recognize faces. Your will be done. It's me after all. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins (laughs) as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Too many hands. And lead us not into temptation (laughs) but deliver us from all evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I figure those images, uh, there was a lot of, after the last time I talked and did images, there was a lot of, oh, please use images again. You're going to see a fair number this morning. And there's a clip. Look, I'm pleasing everyone today. And lots and lots of scripture for the rest of us. Um, That's kind of representative of our life, isn't it? There are some funny things in there, and there are some really serious and hard things in those pictures. And I felt that as I put them side by side, that's our life, isn't it? Some days the sun shines, and some days the rain falls. And that's our lives. The uh, Lord's Prayer teaches us how to, in the words of Jesus, how to come to God, how to pray. The first part, our Father in heaven, holy is your name. We adore God. Oh, come, let us adore him. The second part, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Contrition, that's a long word for Coralie. Asking for God's forgiveness. Petition, asking God for what we need. Give us this day our daily bread. Oh, it's not moving. Dan, it's not moving. (laughs) No, it's not. There we go. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Sorry, got a little excited when the technology worked for me rather than against me. Thanksgiving, showing God our gratitude. 
For yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So in this, in this amazing prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray when they said, teach us how to pray, Jesus said, these are the things you're going to need. These are the things we are going to need. And Jesus makes it clear that we are going to need some forgiveness. We are going to need to be forgiven. Even if you've given your life to Jesus, which all of those disciples had, I know Jesus hadn't risen from the dead, but this was the pattern for the prayer for the rest of time. They were going to need forgiving. Jesus dies for our sins, but he still expected us to go on sinning. Are the batteries out in this machine? Is that? There we go. So, Romans 5, 18 to 19 says, here it is in a nutshell. In a nutshell. Just as one person did wrong and got us into all of this trouble with sin and death, that's Adam, he's talking about there in, the, in Genesis, not who normally sits on the front row. I'm going to get in so much trouble. But another person did it right and got us out of it. Jesus. But more than that, he just, not just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. And one man said yes to God and put many people in the right. Now God has shown us a different way to heaven. Not by being good enough and trying to keep his laws, but by a new way. Through, not new, although, no, not through, though not new really, because the scriptures told us about it a long time ago. Now God says he will accept and acquit us, declare us not guilty if we trust Jesus to take away our sins. I think this is amazing and exciting. So I get really excited. I'm like Vicky. I just don't hold it on the outside. I hold it on the inside. I'm very excited that about these things. God has said that we are not guilty. We have been saved by the grace of God. We have been saved. We sung the most amazing songs that talked about how we have been saved this morning. Because of what Christ did, we are counted not guilty. And we've been saved so that we might call God our Father. The actual word is, um, ooh, no, that's, that's a car, that's nothing to do with me. The actual word is Daddy. God has adopted us into his family. Because of what Jesus did, we are now counted as children of God to all who receive him. He gave the right to become children of God. All they needed to do was trust him to save them. All those who believe this are reborn. Not a physical rebirth resulting from human passion or plan, but from the will of God. We are children of God. We, we know a little bit of what it's like to have children who, who are not ours born physically, we, and we know the joy, the joy that we've had this week where um, 
one of our, our foster children is going to stay with us long term and, and uh, of her bouncing around going, you're going to keep me, you're going to keep me, you're going to keep me. And as she did this, I just felt that heart of God go, oh yeah, I'm going to keep you, yeah. And that's how God feels about each one of us, that he's going to keep us because he loves us, because we are amazing in his sight. He loves us. We are adopted into God's family. He is the firstborn. He's our elder brother, as well as the God who saved us. And he died to take away our sin. But that doesn't mean we will never sin again. Salvation doesn't mean perfection, not just yet. Jesus says, other words of Jesus, be perfect as I am perfect. It's an aspiration for our lives, an aspiration that's here. We get saved, we look over here, we don't want to keep on sinning, but we do. We don't want to keep on sinning, but we do. Jesus is here, and we're moving towards him, and the closer we get, the less likely we are to sin. We still do. He expects us to, but that's okay. Our hope, our aspiration is to be like Jesus. Scripture promises us um, in Zechariah, there's a picture where uh, he is covered. They, an angel comes. God stands behind for him and an angel comes to Zechariah and says, take off his clothes. And we're like, ooh, these are filthy rags. And he clothes him again in new clothes. And these clothes are clean. And that's what happens to us when we believe in Jesus. God comes and Jesus covers us in his righteousness. This is a very strange idea. And I have a clip that um, hopefully Dan is going to play for us to show us a little bit of what I think it kind of means. But DVD is really old tech. Oh, no, no, not all of you. You there. Um, how do I do this? Three back. No, 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 no. That guy next to you. The one I'm pointing at. You, the one, you, clone, yes, good. Take the prisoner to the incinerator. She's useless to us now. Hail Galaxar. Hail me. Wow, Dinorica ain't so ginormic anymore. How are we supposed to get to her? There's too many of them. It's impossible. I may not have a brain, gentlemen, but I have an idea. This is not gonna work. Galaxar, command you to hand over the prisoner this instant. 
Clearly you are defective beyond repair. Guards, take this defective clone to the incinerator! Well, what are you waiting for? You, and you! But, seriously? Yes! Take the prisoner and the defective clone to the incinerator. Uh, of course, sir. And here's a security pass, just in case. Would you like a gun? Yes, I would. Hey, guys, look. Okay. I can't believe you guys came to save me. Thank you. Don't mention it. We monsters gotta stick together. But I'm not a monster anymore. I'm just me. My dear, no matter what your size, you'll always be nothing but a filthy carbon-based life form. Hail Galaxar. Hail Galaxar. These disguises are the bomb. That's strange way of explaining it. Um, the monsters are our heroes in this film. It's a very strange film, but one of my favourites, because of course it is. <laughs> they got clothed in the clones' clothes, and all the other clones saw was that they were like them. Now, those clothes didn't fit terribly well, especially not on Bob, kind of squished him in quite a lot. But it doesn't matter because that's how God, Father God, sees us. What he sees is the clothing of Jesus on us, which makes us good enough. It makes us his child. It makes our sin as if it wasn't there. When we accept Jesus, he clothes us in what the Bible calls Jesus' righteousness, which is his rightness. His goodness, his perfection, his wonderfulness. We are clothed in that. Now, some of us feel like when we accept Jesus, we don't fit terribly well into these clothes. But it doesn't matter how well we think we fit, we're in them. We are in them to the core. And the clothes are the bomb, as they say. Because it means that Nobody can take that away from us. And if day by day we're coming to Jesus and going, forgive me as I forgive those who sin against me. Forgive my sins. Forgive my sins. We are walking into fitting into those clothes a little bit better. The consequences of our sin before God took them away made us like we were wearing filthy rags and impossible to be in a holy God's sight. But now God can look on us and see the sacrifice Jesus made. And this is how we do it with the Lord's Prayer. We're asking, we're praising God, we're asking for forgiveness, we're asking for what we need, we're showing gratitude towards God. We are all sinful, and yet we are all saved. In 1 John it says, if we have no sin, if we say that we have no sin, we're fooling ourselves and refusing to accept the truth. But if we confess our sins to him, he can be depended on to forgive us and cleanse us from every wrong. 
And it's perfectly proper for God to do this because Christ died to wash away our sins. So each one of us in this room, we are saved if we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And yet, yes, we're still sinful, saved by grace. The grace of God, what Jesus did on the cross, it covers those sins. But let's still keep saying sorry and praying the way Jesus told us to. Sin happens. We do stuff wrong. If I never did anything wrong, I'd probably be a size eight because every time I do something wrong, I eat something. Yeah, we all still sin and fall short of the glory of God. We all still sin, but our aim is to change. Our aim is to be more today, tomorrow than who we are today, to look a little bit more like Jesus. So we keep a short account. We say to God, oh, I've done it again. I'm sorry. And when it happens again, we say, oh, I've done it again. I'm sorry. Don't ever get caught up in the concept that you're better than you are and don't get ever caught up in the concept that you're worse than you are. We're all sinners. As Adam likes to call us, we're a nice little sinners club full of people who sin. We're not perfect, but we're all on a journey. We're all moving to be more the people that God wants us to be every day. And we all can be saved this same way, by coming to Christ, no matter who we are or what we've been like. Yes, all have sinned, all fall short of God's glorious ideal. Yet now God declares us not guilty of offending him if we trust in Jesus, who in his kindness freely takes away our sins. In many ways, this is a very simple talk. But sometimes we forget. Sometimes we carry on our life and we forget that actually you are clothed in Jesus I am clothed in Jesus, so actually, you don't have to feel like you can't come to God, because Jesus has made you worthy. I don't have to feel like I'm worthy, because I am. Jesus has done the work so that we can be set free. We just need to keep going, praising him, worshipping him, asking for forgiveness, asking for what we need giving God all the thanks and all the glory. So if you're feeling unworthy this morning, you're not. Because Jesus has done everything to make you look like him. You just need to say sorry. And then he takes your sins as far as the east is from the west, and that's probably nowhere near where the east and the west are, but you know what I mean. He takes them away. He forgets. Forgive and forget. That's what God does. He forgives and he forgets. There's nothing anyone in this room has ever done that cannot be forgiven. And there is nothing that you can do that can take away the clothing of God that makes you good enough. You, if you've said yes to Jesus, if you have trusted him with your life, that's it. Those disguises, they are perfect. (laughs) You might think it's a disguise that doesn't fit very well. It doesn't matter We're all on a path to being changed. Ah, look at me. 0.4 seconds. Can I get the musicians to come up, please? (laughs) Sorry, there's a countdown clock. That some of us obey and some of us don't, apparently. (laughs) 
Sorry, that's naughty as well. Well, I was in trouble already. I might as well stay in trouble, might I? Okay. Oh, dear. I'm not a church leader anymore. It's a terrible thing. Right. So as we draw to a close, I'd like us all to stand together, if you can. Um, And I'd like us to say the Lord's Prayer slowly together and think about what it says. Choosing this morning to come to God, asking him to wipe our slates clean. No more red in our ledger. And as we ask for forgiveness, knowing that he takes those sins away, knowing who we are. So, our Father, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from all evil for yours is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever.